Mitch, when you think of strength training or weightlifting or pumping iron, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, it's always like, I don't know, magazines with like big super jacked shirtless dudes on this cover or it's like I go onto Reddit and it's I think one of the boards is Brogress and it's like dudes showing their macros and their before and after photos and they're always super ripped and everything. And so I don't know. That's what I think of. Yeah. Troy, what do you think about when you think when you hear weightlifting or pumping iron? I think of the couple years I had a pass to 24-7 fitness and just the smell of sweat and mildew in there <laughs> <laughs> and lots of dudes just walking around, you know, trying to look tough and stuff and just feeling like I don't fit in here. Oh yeah. The smell. The smell. <laughs> yeah. For me, um, my relationship with trying to do strength training started when I was really young. Um, I was a skinny ranch kid. And that made me super self-conscious. Not only the ranch culture didn't exactly dig skinny guys, but, you know, <laughs> it was pretty rough in school. So I always used to fantasize about being a big muscular guy. I thought that would make me manly, right? And like at one point, I wanted to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow. So when I think about pumping iron or weightlifting, it's all about appearance. It's about being big and being manly. And Mitch, what you said was interesting because I heard you know, a lot of guys, when you said what you said, think not for me, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I think a lot of us think about physical appearance when we think about strength training. And oh, I, I totally little, do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a little research and I made a list of benefits that strength training can give you. And, and I came up with 16 of them and 14 of them have nothing to do with appearance. Wow. Really? I was going to say number one and two are left and right biceps. Three and four are <laughs> left and right pecs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those are the only benefits I know. Yeah. Strength training, though. When we talk about the core four, nutrition, activity, sleep, emotional health, it's a crucial part of that activity component. And it also bleeds into those other components and is a critical part of men's overall health. And it should be something that all men do. And it shouldn't necessarily be all about appearance. But, you know, what does strength training for a guy look like if you can't dedicate hours in the gym or if you're not lifting those big weights and getting swole? Are you just wasting your time? Um, by the way... I kind of feel that way, right? Like if I'm not lifting the big weights and going all out in the gym, that I'm that that I'm wasting my time in there. And I think oh, that's yeah. one of the misconceptions I hope that we can address today. So today we're going to cut through the crap about strength training and hopefully find a sustainable way for all men to get the benefits of strength training. Whether you've never lifted a weight in your life, maybe you have some experience, or even if you want to do it, but you never have because you hate gyms and you want to do it at home. Yeah. This is Who Cares About Men's Health, information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. My name is Scott Singpill. I bring the BS, the MD, to my BS is Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott. I'm excited, too. We've never talked about, I'm from coal mining country, so who's from like a more man-toxic culture? <laughs> you or me? I don't know. But I, I always wanted to get big, too, so I could, you know, wasn't just the skinny little dude there in coal country anyway. Yeah, I mean, that means something in a lot of <laughs> It means a lot. Places. It does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> and just even in high school, if you want to get girls, you know, you got to see Yeah. The skinny, nerdy dude. Anyway. Mitch is a who cares uh, about men's health convert. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey there. Uh, I come from construction stock, but like we never <laughs> really like a masculine thing, but like getting swole is not a big part of that. So, okay. 
And our guest today is Aaron Lowry. He's a PhD in physical therapy, and he works at University of Utah Health at the Craig H. Nielsen Rehabilitation Hospital. Aaron, where are you from? What? One correction, it's a doctorate degree, not a PhD, oh, okay. just to clarify. All right. But, but it's still, a lot of school either way. Yeah. So okay. I've definitely spent a lot of time studying this stuff. But That's I'm from enough. Northwest Washington. Yeah. So didn't really have a weightlifting culture where I grew up, per se. Or, uh, or you had of, to be a big guy culture or anything like I that. I mean, I think that exists anywhere when you're a man to an extent. There's pressure to feel like you need that way to be manly and all that yeah. stuff. But I can't compete with you guys when it comes to coal <laughs> no, or farm country. Sorry, I mean, you're I talking like about. Microsoft, like Microsoft <laughs> employees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big forearms from typing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Aaron, we're going to cover a lot of ground today for guys, um, you know, to learn a little bit more about strength training, the benefits that come beyond just appearance, which there are a lot of them, uh, how to get started, maybe get rid of some misconception for those of us who have done it for a while that, you know, have been off and on and have struggled with sustainability, um, maybe make it more sustainable for us, but. Uh, I got a question for you. How many benefits of strength training can you name? Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, gosh. With your not PhD, but a doctorate in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton. I there mean, are. 16 at least, and probably more if I had more yeah. time to think about it. There. Does anybody else want to throw out some that you can think of off the top of your head? I got the list here, and Mitch always tells me, stay away from lists because it bores listeners. But I think, it's, <laughs> I, think this, I think this is an important list, though. I mean, this is we're trying to make the case yeah. that you should do this. So. I'll say one that may not be on your list that I learned recently about, uh-huh. and that is glucose metabolism. Great. Your, bo- your body mm-hmm. will become more insulin sensitive, which is a good thing when you weight train as compared to only doing aerobic exercise. Nice. Yep. So preventing yeah. diabetes. So, so if you have diabetes. diabetes or prediabetes or are worried about diabetes, if you eat a lot of sugar in your life, that's pretty much all of us, <laughs> then this yeah. is going to help you to uh, clear that sugar and have less negative effects from that long term. Yeah, that's nice. awesome. Sure. Mitch, do you have any benefits that you've heard of other than physical? Uh, I mean, appearance, I should say, that you can say sure. physical benefits. I mean, like one of the more recent ones that I actually was doing a bit of research and found a couple studies on is that uh, mental health medications, ADHD, antidepressants, et cetera, work significantly better for people who have a regular workout routine, uh, strength training specifically. And so it's, I, I, I guess I was not expecting that when I was looking into it, this idea that like, the medications you take could be impacted and work even better if yeah. you do some strength training. Right. Troy, any benefits beyond just the appearance? Uh, I'm going to just jump in. Yeah, just say kind of more the, the skeletal system, both joint health and uh, prevention of osteoporosis. I think it'd be two things that really have nothing to do with that bulky appearance, but just are, are both going to improve with strength training. Yeah. Um, we've had this discussed on this podcast. Uh, strength training is a great way to naturally increase your testosterone. Yeah. Um, here's the list. And, and, and Mitch, you like, like I said, Mitch tells me stay away from lists. So I'm just going to go through this as quickly as I can, but Make just it fast. We're losing, <laughs> we're losing listeners by the second. Scott. <laughs> I'm already bored. <laughs> you're going to be overwhelmed by all the benefits. So there's hormonal benefits and, um, you hit on one, Aaron. It uh, blood sugar regulation. It can prevent, and even if you have type two diabetes, help control your diabetes. Um, it releases other chemicals which help regulate appetite metab- metabolism. 
Um, there are physical benefits. Did you know that guys, as soon as we start turning 30, we start losing muscle and bone mass to the tune of like 3% a year, or some silly number. Hmm. So strength training helps counteract that. You might not be getting big and swole, but at least you're not getting small and tiny, right? Mm-hmm. It maintains that bone density and strength. You get functional strength through the things you want to do in life. It can reduce the risk of injury and arthritis. It can help with chronic pain management. Let's hit up the mental health benefits. Mitch hit one talking about depression and anxiety. I did not know it could actually help those medications, but it has great benefits because it releases those endorphins, which are natural painkillers and mood enhancers. And it can help your self-confidence too. Even if you don't get to that big and swole place like, (laughs) you know, Chris Pratt or... Uh, the guy that played Thor, whoever that was, or Hemsworth. The Rock. Chris Hemsworth. All right. Um, <laughs> it also can help with disease prevention. It can control obesity and the accompanying issues like high blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol. It can help with cardiovascular disease. It can reduce cancer risk. And here are the two about appearance. And even if you never look like a cover model or an influencer, muscle looks better than fat. And it can help give you better posture. Yeah, posture, so, yeah. That's everything strength training brings to the table. So the question is, why don't more of us do it? I got to throw out one more, too. I think, too, as you get older, one of the big risks is falls. I think as you strength train and have more strength, I think it, number one, helps prevent falls. But number two, when you do fall, I think it's easier to catch yourself, you know, if you get a little more strength there. So I I just have seen so many people with just bad injuries from falls in the ER, you know, in 40s, 50s, certainly in 70s, 80s, but. Yeah. And I will talk to also just this notion, because you guys talked up as you know, start getting older, this ability to move. I have people in my life that I am witnessing that are having difficulty moving as they get older. And I want to tell them, just do some chair squats, do something, you know, keep that strength up. And that's been a big motivator for me lately to want to do strength training, because when I'm 70, 80, 90, I want to be able to still move around and Avoiding the falls, too, like you just brought up, is a huge, huge thing. So, Aaron, the first thing I want to ask you is, like, what is strength training? And I think we should examine, is that even a good word to use? Because at the top of the show, I said, you know, lifting weights, pumping iron, strength training. And that conjures images in your brain of what you have to do. But I've heard resistance training, and I like that better. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah, I agree. And I just like the word training, as opposed to I'm going to go work out, I'm going to go lift weights, right? It intimates that I have a specific goal in mind, a specific adaptation that I'm trying to work toward, right? And that helps me personally be motivated and stay motivated knowing that goal in mind. Right. And we listed a whole bunch of good goals, right? Yeah, definitely. Mental health to disease prevention to appearance to, you know, physical benefits. So when we talk about resistance training, does it have to always be weights? Um, in one form or another, it kind of does, but not in the tr- traditional sense of barbells. You can use your own body weight and do a lot of really good stuff with calisthenics. That's a great place to start, especially if you're new. Okay. But ultimately, it's moving resistance against gravity that's going to pr- produce the results. So in some form or another, weight's going to be involved. Yeah. Or yeah. what about resistance bands? Yeah, definitely. Similarly, it's a, you're having to move something against gravity, whether that's a band or a weight with gravity providing the resistance, it's still there. Right. I I like to think of it as like, I I need to be doing things with my muscles that I don't do in my daily life. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. You you want to challenge them more than our current plush and easy lives generally are requiring us to do. (laughs) Unless you, 
Yeah, unless you have like a physical labor job or something like that. Right. I love to think of it, again, as resistance and not as weights. And for me, a lot of that means just using my own body weight or push-ups, sit-ups, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I agree. I think once you take the the dumbbells out of the equation, uh, I think for a lot of people that opens up more exercises, more flexibility where you're not trying to get to a gym. You know, I just think it and you can accomplish a lot with that. Hey, Troy, that's a that's a good question. Um, tell us a little bit about so you do some strength training, right? What I do. That, yeah. And, and, and why and what does that look like? So for me, strength training, I think, like you said, Scott, it's not about getting bulk because I'm not going to get bulky. There's just it's not going to happen. It's more about <laughs> range of motion and trying not to get like too too super scrawny um, and trying to maintain, you know, while I'm losing muscle mass as I get older. Uh, for me, I have something I do every day and it's a pretty standard routine and maybe I should mix it up more, but I'm more of a creature of habit and this works for me. So I do push ups, I do sit ups, I do some leg range of motion stuff, some squats again, without weights. Um, I will do just some, some bicep curl and overhead press with 20 pound weights on each, just dumbbells. Um, I do pull ups as well. And, uh, and then I'll mix in stretching along with that. So it's, it's a pretty, pretty straightforward, fairly easy routine. It takes me about 10 minutes to do. I find I can do it pretty much any time of day. I can squeeze it in. And I find that at least helps me, you know, with a lot of just at least maintaining and, um, helps with the range of motion piece, helps just maintain skeletal muscle. Uh, I find when there were stretches where I wasn't doing that, I definitely was not, maintaining the skeletal muscle that I maintain with it. So it seems to make a difference. And like I said, it works for me. I'm not trying to go to a gym and the only weights I have are just two 20 pound dumbbells. Aaron, how about you strength training? Um, and what does it look like if you do? I do what's called a push pull leg split. So you do push, push muscles, like push ups, shoulders, triceps one day, pulling exercises like rows and biceps and back stuff the next day, then legs the next day. Then you repeat that process again and then rest on the seventh day. So it's okay. push, pull, leg, push, pull, leg, rest. I have found that for me, the right balance of being consistent is about, so I'm going to have approximately 12 to 15 ish sets um, per day, given that split and try to get in and out, you know, in 20, 30 minutes. Cool. And are, are you doing free weights? You doing machines? What do you do? Yeah, mom, I really don't like going to the gym. Just because of the extra time and the cost and the whole gym culture is kind of annoying to me, honestly. So, <laughs> so for yeah. me, a lot of my stuff is body weights with the addition of weight vests, a few like dumbbell, dumbbells, and then a set of gymnastics rings, which I huh. love as a oh. cheap tool wow. that really murder your shoulders and add extra um, difficulty to things that I wanted as, as I progressed. Cool. And this is all just at home you're doing it? Yeah, I'm in the garage. Nice. nice. Wow, 20 minutes, yeah. What is the bare minimum somebody needs to do for the health benefits of strength training? I mean, Aaron, you're kind of involved. How would you start somebody out on this journey that has zero knowledge? With exercise, anything that you can do at all compared to doing nothing is going to provide benefit. All right. And that benefit will increase the more you do up until a certain point. And most of us are way far away from that point of doing too much. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're brand new and do too much too fast because you're untrained, that can cause you to hit a wall pretty quick that's hard to overcome. So you want to start slow and then ease into it. For me personally, when I started to strength train, my first thing I did was push-ups. 
And my goal was 20 push-ups every day, no excuses. Nice. Because I knew that I could do a small amount like that and always do it. So every day I'd get up, turn the shower on while the water was heating up, knock out 20 push-ups and get hop in the shower, done. And that was it, right? And you could feel good about yourself yeah. because you got your workout done. Yeah, and I did it and I was consistent and I could never say no to that because it was so easy and small. I love that, yeah. And I did that to build the habit, right, of just doing it regularly and then slowly built from there until I found a happy medium of volume that gave me the results that I wanted. No, I love that. I love yeah. several things you said there. Number one, there's no bare minimum, like anything you do is beneficial. And we even talked about an article recently that talked about short bursts of activity, like two minutes a day and just the surprising health benefits from that. So like you said, just anything you're doing benefits. But I love too that you, you like you said, the whole push up thing, keeping it simple, keeping it very easy to do and really going for consistency. Um, I think there's so much value in that. So just start doing something is what you would tell somebody who has never done this before. Um, and then also, like, I think we've, we've talked about, like, it doesn't have to be at a gym. It doesn't have to be with barbells or dumbbells. It can be just with your own body weight. So you said there is no bare minimum. If, if you maybe just want to start out like you did doing some push-ups, or I think squats are great exercises because they work those leg muscles and your back muscles and your core muscles. Absolutely. You know, so just even some body weight squats, I think, is a great place, plus that range of motion. But let's say somebody wants to, you know, get into a little bit more and they want to kind of have more of a full body experience. How many exercises could I do to get a full body experience and what should those be? So there's a great quote I want to borrow from an exercise, a guy that studies this full time named Andy Galpin. He's a professor at California State Fullerton. He says that the methods are many, but the concepts are few, meaning that there's tons of different things that you can do, tons of different ways that are all going to be effective. Some more than others for certain goals that you may have, but they're all going to work as long as you follow some key concepts. As long as you can be hitting all the major muscle groups and have balance. Again, and when you do push, pull, and legs, and also some core exercises mixed in there, you're going to hit pretty much everything. So as I'm hearing this, I'm trying to think about this like in very practical terms. Like again, someone like me, I've got a couple. I've got some dumbbells at home. 20 pound dumbbells. I, I don't have a lot of time. I mean, can I basically break this down just into like five exercises then like one in each of these areas and get a pretty good workout with that? Yeah. Depending on, again, your goals, the yeah. more you want to like, look like Hugh Jackman, you're going to have to do more than one exercise. You know what I mean? <laughs> like these guys that are these Hollywood guys that get huge over relatively short periods of time, they're, they're training super hard. Um, getting ready for movies and whatnot, right? Yeah, but I could break it down though into something pretty simple, like a squat, like we just talked about, and then the hip hinge piece. I'm not sure what to do there, but the push piece, I could do push ups. The pull piece, I could use my dumbbells and kind of, you know, pull where I'm almost like a lat row kind of thing, I guess, where I'm sure. kind of bent over, and then uh, core, do some sit ups, and that's a pretty balanced, reasonable workout right there. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. Um, for push. I think a basic push-up is great. All right. Nice. Again, and again, depending on how trained or untrained you are, just doing a simple bodyweight push-up. But again, YouTube it, learn what the good form is to do it, and do a, do a number of push-ups that takes you to the point of where your form starts to break down. Whether that's one or five or 10 or 20, whatever that is, that's where you want to start. If you can't do a push-up, raise your hands above your feet a little bit. So you're not going against gravity quite so much. 
There are different things that you can do to make it even easier. You yeah, can you work can do on like modified push-ups. Yeah, right? or you can do eccentric push-ups, right? Okay. Where you use your legs and your core to help get into that starting position, then just lower to the ground really slowly and controlled the whole time. And repeat that process for several reps. That's so a great you're doing way to start. the you're doing the resistance part. You're not doing the push part. Right. You're just trying yeah. to control it on the way down better. Got it. And that that can have benefits. Or or do knee push ups. Keep your knees on the ground, so there's less weight to push up that way. Lots of ways to modify it to make it simpler. If you're really brand new and just trying to get started. Okay. And that push up is going to work your shoulders and your chest. Yep. Shoulders, chest, and core. If you're tucking your pelvis and keeping your core engaged the whole time as well. Okay. And your triceps. I forgot triceps. And triceps. Yep. Yep. Push-ups, it hits a lot. It hits a lot of the push muscles all at the same time. That's why it's a fan favorite. Let's okay. do pull. I, yeah. I, that's the that's the part that's like a mystery to me. How do you? What kind of pull stuff besides just like we talked about a little lat row with some weights? Yeah, and like ideally, everyone would have a set of like pulley weights in their house, but that's a <laughs> well, a sure. set a set of gear that nobody has, right? So if you're in a gym environment and are doing, going the gym route, that's a great tool to use to have all kinds of different pull exercises. Um, for someone that's more trained if you have the ability to start to just a bar or a set of rings and a pull-up is great just pulling up body weight okay but i I recognize that's tough for a lot of people to start with you know but similarly you can do eccentric pull-ups get up onto a stool use your legs to get up into the position chin over the bar and then lower yourself down slowly and work on the eccentric aspect of that and do as many reps as it takes to get pretty tired and have your form start to break down and that builds strength, just doing the, the negatives or the eccentric, mm-hmm. the resistance. Okay, cool. Or if you have access to a bar or a set of rings that you can lower down and then put your feet up onto a stool so they're about the same height as the rings where you're pulling your body up horizontally versus vertically. Oh. Then part of your weight's through your legs so it's easier. And if you're just getting started, that's often a better way to get started and still be able to do a few reps concentrically where you're pulling up and lowering down what if you have no weights no bar any any equivalent yeah resistance bands just resistance bands okay sit and put the band around a doorknob or whatever stationary object you have and pull against the band for sure yeah or put it against and, your yeah around your feet just don't let it flip up and hit you in the eye right <laughs> yeah. and some of those some of those you could get i don't know for 15 20 bucks you can get a band set that has a deal that you put in the door that attaches it to the top of the door so then you can do some of those pull yeah. Pulling down like a cable machine exercise with the bands. Or you can buy a set of rings on Amazon for 30 bucks. They're not that much more expensive and they're way better. Where do you keep your rings? Do you put them in a tree outside your house so you can show everybody how alpha you are? Or? That's totally funny because that's actually kind of true. <laughs> it's not so I can show off, but they are sure. often when the weather's conducive, hanging off a tree them in the backyard. Okay, so you used to have an anchor in your ceiling, and then yeah. and then in the warmer months, you go out without your shirt on and just go do it in the backyard. Definitely no shirt. A shirt top. Can't wear a shirt. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So those pull exercises, those are working your your back muscles, right? Like your, yeah. your lats that you hear about and, and your your biceps as well. What else are those working? Yeah, lats, biceps, any muscles in your back that pull your scapula down and inward. It's also going to work your core if you're engaging your core during the exercise. Um, so we did the push. We did um, the pull exercises. Uh, what about a squat exercise? Talk about that. Yeah, I think a squat is kind of the classic lower leg exercise that I really dig. 
Yeah. It's, again, no equipment. You can do it anywhere with your own body weight. You can easily grab a kettlebell and do a goblet squat. You can add weights to that, to that pretty easily to make it more challenging. You can start to do more of a lunge instead to make it more difficult doing only one leg. Lots of ways to advance it easily without buying a bunch of stuff that's extra. Yeah. So and that squat's awesome. working the, your quadriceps and it's working your glutes. What else mm-hmm. is it working? Your, your, your butt, your glutes. Yeah, mostly those. You're going to get some hamstring as well. Hamstrings get worked a little bit more doing unilateral work, doing a lunge. Um, you're going to okay. work your calf muscles. Really, anything along your chain that extends, you're going to okay. work. So it's a great one. All right, cool. Let's go to um, hip hinge. What does that look like? What's the uh, an exercise or two somebody could use to do a hip hinge? For me, I kind of incorporate hip hinge with leg. I mean, whenever you're going to lunge deeply or squat deeply, that's going to get you give you that hip hinge. So I kind of hit two bruises with one stone in that in that regard. Okay, so a squat is also a hip hinge or a lunge is more of a hip hinge? I think either one can count if you're doing them regularly and squatting deeply when you do. Because your hips are your hips are moving. Because I guess I always thought of a yeah. hip hinge as like bending from the hips to the ground. Yeah, and that can be done as well. I personally don't incorporate that specific thing. Okay. But you are going to get a lot of glute activation with that sort of a thing. I think you're a little bit more vulnerable to have your back get hurt if you do that wrong. Okay. So it might not be the best beginner exercise, but worth considering if you like that. Yeah. Yeah. And like a hip hinge would be like a deadlift, whether it's stiff legged or. Yeah. And deadlifts are great. They do require, though, some pretty heavy weights and a bar and the space for it. And most of us yeah. aren't going to have that unless you're really into working out and. I don't know though. I mean, I've done I've done what I call a hip hinge or a deadlift just with my kettlebells. Yeah, that's true. And, and I guess you don't need a lot of weight, especially if you're going deep. I think generally it's better to like be able to hinge and get all the way down where you're like almost sitting on the ground, doing a squat that level of depth, and then coming up again versus adding a lot of weight and squatting part way down. Sure. And then core. What is the core exercise we'd want to do? Oh man, there's lots of core exercises. I think the best ones that are there involve using cables, which aren't a great tool that a lot of us have available readily. Um, I think planks are great, side planks. The problem with those, though, is they're not very fun. Yeah. <laughs> you just made my brain hurt when you said planks. Oh, everyone's like, God. everyone cringes, ah, planks. Uh, yeah, like yeah, the plank is where you, you're on the ground and you have your your forearms and elbows on the ground and your body yeah. stretched out and the back of your feet are the contact point for the back of your legs. And, yeah. and you look like a plank of wood, right? You're just trying to keep things from collapsing. Yeah. Why don't you like push ups? I'm curious. Yeah. I was, I was going there next, like during a push up or during a pull up or doing a lot of the other exercises you're going to already be doing. If you can consciously take your pelvis and tilt it posteriorly a little bit, which means forward. It means you tilt the top of the pelvis backward. Okay. And kind of make it, it's called like a hollow hold where you kind of hollow out and draw your belly button up and in and maintain that abdominal and that core contraction while doing pull ups and push ups and many of the other exercises you're already doing. That's going to be great in and of itself. But I want to reiterate like the main concepts that I want to hit on for all these things we're talking about is being consistent. Like find the smallest amount that you can do that you can just do no matter what and be really consistent with. And if you miss a day, it's fine. You're not a failure. There's no reason to stop entirely. Just pick it up again and keep going. 
Yeah, I've heard that you're supposed to like give yourself rest days, and 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 and, and I'm really good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, and that is kind of true, but you have to listen to your body, right? Like a, that's this is one of those things that we have as a result of like the 80s and 90s back in the day when most of what we knew about weight training was based on hypertrophy, right? Uh Where guys were exercising at huge volumes and at really high intensities to get hypertrophy, right? For that kind of a really intense long workout, you're going to have to give your body two or three or four days rest between muscle for each muscle group before the next one. But for what we're talking about here, most of us aren't exercising to that level of intensity or volume. And you don't really need that long of a rest day unless you're really sore, in which case, yeah, give your body some time to feel better again. So like what we've been talking about up into this point, so like some body weight stuff or some stuff at home, if you're not using huge weights, that's going to get you the benefits of strength training. It's going to help maybe prevent muscle loss. It's going to give you those mental health things. It's going to give you those um, metabolism and hormonal benefits. But now if we want to get a little bit stronger and we want to take it to the next level, that's it's kind of like the next level you're talking about. Yeah, here, right? definitely. Yeah. But not necessary. For me, like I started small, push-ups was it. Then I progressively added things until I got to the point where I felt like my fitness was meeting my goals. And now I do the same things all the time. I'm yeah. not adding more weights and more time and more reps, more volume. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. And if I can All just right. do that and maintain consistently, that's good for me. So that's I, good for most of us. But if your goal is really to like get big and really like continually advance to the next phase of fitness, you're going to have to add more weight and reps and volume and overload in some way to get that. How important is sustainability? Is it the most important thing, do you think? Yeah. Even if your program is really suboptimal and you're exercising not in the ideal way, if you're doing it regularly and consistently you're going to have results much better to do that than to have the perfect program and routine that you only do once every week or once every two weeks. Well, thanks for giving us a place to start with uh, experiencing the benefits of strength training takeaways. Mitch, what do you, what'd you get out of this? I absolutely loved the kind of approach that, you know, cause usually the plans that I've tried really hard before and really tried to commit to, I'm not listening to my body, right? I'm working myself out way harder. It really focuses on how many, how much weight you're supposed to be lifting and how many reps you're supposed to be doing, et cetera, rather than go to failure. And that's a good place to start, right? And then I'm so sore and miserable and everything that I just, I no, I can't be consistent, right? It, 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 and then on top of that, you feel like a failure. Like you're not as strong as those guys on the magazine or the Instagram influencers. So you're somehow less than because you can't do the plan that they were doing. So there's a part of me that really, really appreciates just, you know, you can do stuff mostly body weight or with cheap equipment in your home if you need to. You don't have to work out for an hour and a half or so like to just get some basic benefits. And once you get used to that and get consistent, you can start to increase it. I, I really appreciate that approach more than anything I've done before in my life. Yeah. If you want to increase it, yeah. you don't have to, yeah. right? That's the great thing. Like, that goes against the culture of, you know, bigger, faster, better, stronger, more <laughs> right. awesome, kick ass, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying is, Aaron, I know you are a guest. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with? I think that a great goal for a starting person that's new to the whole thing is to be consistent in, in a program. All the ultimate long-term goals of strength and size and looking better and all that are all secondary. Make the habit itself become the goal. Right. 
Yeah. And then start with that. And once the habit is developed, all the other things, the other downstream positive effects, they're going to happen anyway. Oh. Right. And you, and you can't control how big you get, how fast, very much. You can't make yourself through willpower become Wolverine, right? <laughs> but you can make yourself through willpower do those 20 push-ups every day or whatever it is, right? And if you're going to get past that first couple few weeks of like – the transition, your body getting used to exercising before it becomes self-reinforcing and the habit gets developed, you're going to be there. That's most of the battle right there. Then you can modify and tweak your program, watch YouTube, learn, optimize as you go. And ultimately the rest of the goals will happen. That's right. I love it. I love that. Let the habit be the Uh goal. That's my takeaway for sure. If you're listening right now, what is your goal for strength training and how can you take that first step? Is it starting 20 push-ups? Is it doing squats? Is it trying to do five different exercises a day like we talked about that can impact your whole body and just making that consistent? Reach out to us and let us know what your goals are or what your journey's been like if you have something you'd like to share. Hello at thescoperadio.com. Hello at thescoperadio.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health.